Hello, hello. This is Jason E. And welcome to the Trading and Ascension podcast. While discussing topics related to personal development, spiritual growth, and day trading, this podcast provides thought-provoking concepts and direct source energy to help us evolve as humans and professional traders. All while I'm logging my journey. Today's topic is called the improv of life. And this is something I've lightly thought about, at least the the first concept that we'll talk about. Uh, But honestly, this is something that about 10 minutes at the most before you hear my voice, uh, before I recorded this, that I thought about. And this was given to me, uh, I guess, as an inspiration. So I hope I can convey uh, what I'm trying to get across. Um, But I'll get right to it. If you are having challenges in your life to the point of it seems like life is against you, if you have to fight life, then this episode is for you. So like we hate to drive through, let's get it in. It's the 4th of July weekend. Happy holidays. God bless America. I want to talk about the concept of the improv of life. And like I said, I, I loosely, you know, I thought about the first concept, um, but this was just given to me recently. And then I looked up the four other concepts that I'll talk about today. So five total tips, and I want to build the foundation uh, for these five tips that I'll provide today. And I want to build that by first saying life has a flow to it, like a river. A fast-flowing, full-of-waterfalls river. And this river of life that we all must live in, we can be, I guess we can be rocks, we can be sticks, or like uh, Bruce Lee said, (laughs) we can be water. Right, so let me explain. And I think I'm going to pull up a Bruce Lee quote here um, so I can get it exactly right. But the river is ever flowing, the river of life. And it takes everything in its path with it sooner or later with force, not gracefully with force. Now, we can gracefully submit to the flow of life. But you're still taken with force. Have no control over it. Right? Life just happens. Now, for the human experience, the earth experience, we can say it's from birth into death. Now, I personally believe that before and after those two events, we're still in this this flow in this stream. That's for another conversation. Doesn't really apply to the day. So we'll just say from birth, that's the start of our our human experience. And we're moving through time and space and space and time through these ever-changing events. The changing of our environment, the changing of our body, you know, it continues to happen until the day that we cease to exist, at least from the perspective of, you know, the humans that observe us. What causes 
pain, what's the tumultuous path is when we are a rock in this river. And a rock is when you just stop moving, you settle or you give up. You try to sit in the river and slowly but surely the water will start to mold you and smooth you out. I went to the Grand Canyon earlier this year, earlier, yes, in the spring, this summer, for summer. And, um, you know, a system of rivers, one river basically made that entire, you know, chasm. Nothing stops that that movement of water. Nothing stops the, the movement of life and that flow either. So the rocks that sit in the middle of a river, they consistently have this pressure pushing on them, eating at them nonstop, molding them, disintegrating them just like that Grand Canyon. Now, to be a stick in this river, it's a emotionally difficult and the rock is more physically difficult, but the stick is emotionally with the physical on, on the on the secondary, and the rock is the opposite. And it's difficult to be a stick because, you know, the stick goes down the river, thinks it's in a flow, everything is good, then it gets stuck on something, hung up on, hung up on something, and then has to wait. Right. For something to give or it has to lose a part of itself to continue the journey. So it's difficult because, you know, it may be on this good flow and like, oh, I'm going and bang, it's caught up on something. Right. And again, it has to either burst through it, which, you know, may happen, may not. Sometimes things get caught up on it. You see sticks rolling with leaves and weeds caught up on them. And again and again, it's going through this flow of movement and stopping and movement and picking things up and losing limbs. You know, pieces of itself. And I'm sure those collisions hurt, you know, when it runs into rocks and other things there. So that's the stick. So we can be the rock, the stick. And then think about the smoothest, most, I'll say the smoothest of the violence, <laughs> Right, the lesser of the tumultuous, the lesser of the evils would be water. Now, got this pulled up, and in 1971, this is where this quote is from. Bruce Lee was in a TV series called Long Street, and it doesn't say which episode, but he delivered this this metaphor based off the philosophy of Gung Fu, right, which is. Um, I'm paraphrasing here, paraphrasing here, but from the Chinese concept of Wu Wei, right? And he said in this scene, he said, "Empty your mind, be formless, shapeless like water." Now you can put water in a cup; it becomes that cup. You can put water in a teapot; it becomes that teapot. Water can flow or creep, drip. Or crash. Be water, my friend. You see, when we accept life in its flowing nature, we can align more with it. We can live more abundantly since we aren't closed off to a, a section of the experience. We experience it all. We are the, the river. We're not just a rock or a stick flowing in it. 
we aren't holding on to what is past. We accept what is. With judgment, we make situations difficult. And I'm just as guilty, you know, um, because in certain human experiences, it's hard to let go. But think how when something is, how just silly it is to not accept it with our minds. As if we can change our, what, what already happened. Right? Now, of course, once we do accept it, we can change what's going to happen. But we have no power over what is manifested, what is currently is. And when we don't accept that, we just decide to have an experience of pain. So I'm an 80s kid, meaning, you know, that decade was a majority of my years observing, uh, absorbing, learning. It really shaped, you know, by that period. And in 88, there was a show called Whose Line Is It Anyway? And I enjoyed it. You know, I was young, but... From my perspective, it was it was cool. I didn't get the joke sometimes. Some of them I did get, thought they were corny. But the flow I recognized at an early age, these guys were almost in alignment with each other. You know, and I thought at that age, this can't be real, but it's interesting. Hey, these guys are actors or are they not actors? They're having fun. They're laughing. Like, you know, I didn't understand the the genre of improv. And like I said at the beginning, later in life, I learned the first rule and I thought about it. And it wasn't until before this recording where this all came together. And so improv, just like life, is, is governed. And the first rule of improv, you know, really, really resonated with me. And me being, you know, socially awkward naturally agreeable, always focused on the group's forward movement, you know, the rule of, you know, just go with the flow kind of, you know, it was, it was something that I used to get by. And so I'll get back on track because the reason I bring up improv and how it relates is because the five rules of improv I'm going to share with you today are directly related to how we can be more like water. It's by treating life like your improv partner, not being the rock, set in your ways, stuck, not being the stick, always, you know, finding something to stop your forward movement, constantly having all these complex bits and pieces of yourself that you eventually just have to snap off. To be like water, we must first be brave enough to separate ourselves from the, you know, the hoi poi loi, <laughs> if I'm saying that correctly. With courage, you know, as the preset. So I present to you the five rules of improv and I'm rebranding them today in this talk. And making them the rules of life and how you can improv with life as your partner. Right? So I have these rules here. And I'm going to read them 
talk about how it negatively affects the scene, and then I'll apply it to life. Now, rule number one is don't deny. It says that denial is the number one reason most scenes go bad. Anytime you refru- refuse an offer made by your partner, your scene will almost instantly come to a grinding halt. Here's an example. Player A says, hi, my name is Jim. Welcome to my store. Player B says, this isn't a store. It's an airplane. And you're not Jim. You're an antelope. And this is what I I mentioned earlier about not accepting what is. There's times where we have events in our life that are stores and we're calling it an airplane. (laughs) You know, when something happens in life, let's say a losing trade and you can't accept it, you're stuck. If your spouse is gone and you can't accept it, you're stuck. The now moments are the blocks in which we build the future and nothing can be built sturdily on a lie or misconception. It will eventually crumble. So rule number one is don't deny the isness of life. Once you accept it, it is happened or it has happened, you are empowered to change it. So that's rule number one. Don't deny. Rule number two is don't ask open-ended questions. So in improv, open-ended questions like, who are you, are scene killers because they force your partner to stop whatever they are doing and come up with an answer. When you ask your partner an open-ended question, you're putting the burden of coming up with something interesting on your partner. So you are no longer doing a scene together, but forcing one person to do more work than you're willing to do. And this is exactly what we're doing to life. You know, life is meaningless. And I don't know if it was Shakespeare or something that, that said there was no meaning, but the meaning we give to it. So if we are the only people who can give meaning to our life. The second that we ask life itself or we ask other people to give meaning to our life, we're in a bad situation. You know, as we tangle with life, it's important that we avoid asking ourselves the wrong open-ended questions. Some are good, but most, you know, aren't great. So here's, you know, a couple simple rules. Don't Ask questions that you don't want to know the answer to. And seek solutions before you seek to blame. You know, let's say you come across a spill in your kitchen and, you know, there was people you live with, but they're all gone. Would you just stare (laughs) and yell, who did this? Maybe you would, you know, if you're a petty, but most people would. They try to clean it up, right? And you'd ask yourself, you know, how can I get this clean? And your mind may say, well, it's too big for a paper towel. Maybe you should get a mop and you move forward. You can do the detective work later. You know, the problem in life is too many times we don't accept responsibility. We just seek to blame. We spend our energy on this blaming path. Who did it? Who done it? We can always grow in accountability. Especially when we abide by rule one, don't deny 
and we understand it's in our reality, well, there's a good chance it's it's our responsibility. Or maybe we're in the wrong reality. Number three, you don't have to be funny. You know, the hidden rule of improv is that the harder you try not to be funny, the more funny your scene is going to be. And why is that? Because the very best kind of improv scene that you can do is an interesting scene, not necessarily a funny one. When you do an interesting scene, a very surprising thing happens. The funny comes out all by itself. And this applies to life very much because fun comes out of life all by itself by not just seeking fun, but being fun. You know, I remember when I was young and wasn't the type to get bored. And I had friends that were all pretty fun and we just brought the party with us. We never cared where we were going, what we were doing. Because we know that we were bringing the fun to it. You know, the best ways to, to go are to stick to your character. Stick to the story that is being told. And stay within the reality of the scene that you're playing in life. You know, in the terms of life, this means you don't have to live for others. You don't have to entertain others. When you stick to your script, when you are true to your purpose, great things can come out of that. When you try to be funny, when you try to please others, you know, you end up trying too hard. And then you just start to suck, you know, to in the view of others, just naturally. So that rule number three, you don't have to be funny. You know, be interesting. Number four, you can look good if you make your partner look good. When you are in a scene, you know, the better you make your partner look, the better the scene is going to be. As a direct result, the better you're going to look all too often. People try to upstage the individuals around them. You know, and and this to me is summed up with the catchphrase that I heard when I was young is this. You catch more bees with honey than vinegar. Don't try to F others over. Understand you can't go far standing on the back of others. Understand a rising tide raises all ships. So look for ways to raise the tide versus sink other ships. That way you're in proximity of more ships. And if they're experiencing a rising tide, you can benefit. When you sink ships, you don't rise, you just stand alone. And I know that's difficult for some because we can only build an understanding of where our ship is by comparing to others. But in the long run, it doesn't work. So, Rule number four is you can look good if you make your partner look good. So when you're doing business with others, when you're engaging with others, seek to add value is the main takeaway from this. Now, rule number five is tell a story. And I end every episode reminding you of this. You don't have to write it. You don't have to verbalize it. You don't have to speak it from a stage. You simply have to understand that your life is a story. You're the author. In this play of life, you're the writer, you're the director, you're the producer. 
you have one job and it's to show up and remember that you are the hero of that story. And that's it. You know, when you take to heart these five rules, you can really find gems to adjust your daily behavior in a way that elevates and ascends your earth experience. You know, and listening to this podcast is a great start. And I hope this was helpful. It was super fun to create. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed, if you benefited from our time together, please share this podcast with others you care about. You can check out more thought-provoking talks around personal growth, spiritual growth, and day trading at tradingascension.com. Reach out to me. Send a message. I'd love to hear any feedback on the show or anything you'd like to say about your trading career. You can sign up there for the VIP list. Got a free gift for you. And one last thing. Remember to be the hero of your story.